Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along with the always stunning Kimberly Rhodes. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Ed. You've got to gotten used to the name Kimberly Rose, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it is my name. Yes. <laughs> and thank you. All right. So today, the show is going to be on cannabis use disorder. And we thought to, we, we've, in the past, and I've already shared this with our live listeners, in the past, we have shared information on components of cannabis use disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, we had one really stirring episode where we talked about uh, a young girl who had, let me make sure I say this correctly. Yeah. The vomiting. Yes, it's um, it's a disorder that you have no idea why it, this is happening to you. And then lo and behold, this girl figured out that it was her cannabis use. Yep. Yeah, called cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, life-changing activity that was. Anyway, uh, so what we decided to do today is let's share with you the knowledge of cannabis use disorder as a whole from a clinical and then a practical place. And we're going to break this into what is it, what are the symptoms, what are some solutions, Mm -hmm. uh, and then provide some support at the end. Uh, really is how we wanted to do this because I'm I'm sure this is new with well, the increased use of of cannabis. Right now that it's recreational, yeah. um, Because honestly, I mean, I guess yes. If you're if you're using cannabis for um, medical reasons, I I think you would probably be a little bit more aware of your use and where your numbers are. It feels like with. Um, recreation and this disorder that maybe you're just not aware of how much you're using it all day, but you're not aware of actually your milligrams and all that stuff. Right, because yeah. it feeds into itself. Yeah. And, and, and that'll make more sense as we get into the show, uh, today's show. But I think with the so many new users or with current users having so much more access, they might be landing someplace going, why am I feeling this way? Why are these things happening to me and not being able to tie it to their THC use? Mm-hmm. So yeah. another use of today's, uh, uh, the, what we'll share with today's show. Uh, so l- let's move on. So, you know, with the higher concentrations yes. and the more readily available THC products are, this this term we use, cannabis use disorder, has severely increased or there has become more awareness of it. Yeah. Like it's showing up in clinical, much like uh, some of our past discussions of, of certain conditions. You know, the doctors and the hospitals and the practitioners all have to be coached. Hey, this is how you find out if this is a cannabis-related 
condition mm -hmm. because nobody is going to disclose it. They're right. going to go in and go, yeah, nope, I don't, nope, what, nope, that wasn't plot. <laughs> I, I've been doing nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Where did this go? <laughs> right, and doctors have been misdiagnosing it. That's another thing that's driving these studies. And so well, and you know, uh, I have noticed in the last, I would say probably a good five or six months now, uh, Customers coming into the store saying, "Okay, I want, I need to like back off the uh, THC for a little while. What can I do in your CBD store that yeah. will give me, you know, some similar relief and maybe something that can help me get All right? They seek balance. That balance back in in place. Yeah. And, and I'm sure this will come up, but I'm going to throw it at you right now. THC can be addictive for a single purpose, or the most practical purpose is because the body becomes resistant to it. Yeah. And if you desire to continue to use it, which is a psychological addictive part, then you will need more and more and more mm -hmm. to, to maintain that appetite. Right. I, th I also feel like after reading all this stuff with this disorder, it it's mainly the, the, the numbness that you feel with THC that people are mm. going after, sure. the euphoria. It's not really the pain and the, you know, the medical yeah. side of it. It's that I just want to check out and, and stay checked out. I, right. As a matter of fact, I even read a whole paper on that where this disorder was created by trying to solve another disorder. Right. <laughs> this yeah. is the same psychology that you had just share, shared. Uh -huh. uh, okay. Uh, let's see here. Where do I want to start? <laughs> okay. Cannabis use disorder. Let's just start with it. First, uh, you will find either the, the whole term cannabis use disorder or CUD. C-U-D. And it's characterized by a continued problematic pattern of use despite negative consequences that cause this a significant distress or impairment in your functions. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, those who heard that probably connect. Right. All right. Because we're going to say maybe like Cheech and Chong had C-U-D. Because they really <laughs> couldn't in those movies, they right? function. They, yeah. Yet they continued. Right. right. And they knew it, but yet continued. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, okay. So, among other substance use disorders, cannabis use disorder is classified as using a series of criteria determine a, that will determine their, their, their user patterns, and I'm going to share these criteria. So, and if, and if you have a number of these, that will determine whether you have a mild, moderate, or severe. Mm -hmm. All right. So, and there are, you know, I'm looking at maybe 11 of these. Okay. Uh, so I'll read through them. So cannabis. Uh, so again, these are criteria. So if you have this, uh, and if you have multiple ones, then you then may be either in cannabis user disorder or approaching it. Right. It's okay. Just check yourself right now. Right. <laughs> cannabis is often taken in larger amounts or over longer periods than intended. Okay. There is a persistent desire or an unsuccessful effort to cut down or control cannabis use. Okay. 
a great deal of time is spent in activities necessary to obtain cannabis, use cannabis, or recover from its effects. A lot of time. Mm -hmm. Craving or a strong desire to use cannabis. Reoccurrent cannabis use results in failure to fulfill role obligations at work, school, or home. Continued cannabis use despite having persistent or recurring social or interpersonal problems caused or exacerbated by the effects of cannabis. Mm -hmm. Five more. Important social, occupational, or recreational activities are given up or reduced because of cannabis use. Recurrent cannabis use in situations in which it is physically hazardous. So like your smoke and drive, yeah. yeah. Cannabis use continues despite knowledge of having a persistent or recurrent physical or psychological problem that is likely to have been caused or exacerbated by cannabis. Cheese and junk. Tolerance, as defined by either, one, a need for markedly increased cannabis to achieve intoxication or desired effects, or two, a markedly diminished effects with continued use of the same amount of the substance. And then finally, withdrawal, as manifested either by the characteristic withdrawal syndrome for cannabis, which we'll describe later, or cannabis is taken to relieve or avoid withdrawal symptoms which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Okay? So here's how they take those. If you have two or three symptoms currently, you are considered to have a mild case of cannabis use disorder. Mm -hmm. If you have four to five, you are now moderate. And if you have six or more of these symptoms, you are considered severe. Right. And as we move forward... Uh, and our conversation today, you can pay attention. If you're in severe, you can pay attention of to some of the th- symptoms of cannabis use disorder. Right. Right. And if they yeah. show up, then you know you at least can tie those two together. Yeah, I think again, if you really just look at your daily uh, activities and you find that cannabis shows up in most of those activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, you might, right? You might have a problem okay. if you, someone is complaining about yeah, your excessive use. Uh-huh. Maybe a spouse, co, a worker, a boss, a teacher, whoever. Somebody is like, "What's going on with you?" Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, those things should be fairly. I mean, again. If you just get up in the morning and you start using cannabis, you might not get a lot done all day. Yeah. But I don't know because then there's other people that can and they I, I, I've function seen all day. As a matter of fact, they probably function better. Right. Yeah. I, I can connect to this one. Um, important social, occupational, or recreational activities are given up or reduced because of cannabis use. Uh, and that goes right along with... Um, a great deal of time is spent in activities necessary to obtain cannabis, use cannabis, or recover from its effects. So those two, wow, I could see those being important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And easily for a guy to right. uh, establish whether those two are, are in, in his life or not. 
And we, and we've on previous shows talked about how we uh, became mildly addicted to THC for sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to solve one so again, trying to solve one problem mm -hmm. created another. Right. Right. Uh, let's see. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move into some symptoms. Now, the symptoms most people may have already, you know, really don't have to discuss. Everybody kind of goes, oh, yeah, I already hear that. Mm -hmm. Here's a list of those common ones. Irritability, nervousness and anxiety, sleep difficulty, decreased appetite or weight loss, depressed mode. And one of the following physical symptoms such as abdominal pain, shakiness, tremors, sweating, fever, chills, or headaches. So this is when you're, you're attempting to with cold turkey withdraw. Correct. correct. Okay. So uh, again, so cannabis, with, uh, cannabis yeah, withdrawal symptoms. If you are starting to withdraw, here, here are those. Yeah. Uh, I'll get into the other ones, the symptoms of just being that you might recognize if you are still using and you're in the user disorder. Mm -hmm. Good catch, thanks for, right. my order is off. Yeah, because um, those symptoms, they say only last a few days. Like your first week is obviously the toughest with the most withdrawal symptoms, right. whatever it is, tobacco, whatever. Um, but then by two weeks, you're pretty much over those things and now you're just dealing with right. emotional well let, let, yeah let's go, let's go back i didn't mean to put those out of order let's go back to symptoms okay symptoms of cannabis use, use. Okay. disorder sorry no no i i'm glad you caught it because i was like wow that didn't sound right <laughs> all right so there are um a couple of them cannabis induced psychotic disorder is one and that's the presence of delusions or hallucinations. Yeah, well, because it really does uh, uh, interact with your brain. It, mm -hmm. it, it, that THC molecule attaches to your CB1 receptors, which are, we all know are abundant in the brain. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can trigger, I mean, they say PTSD can be really activated by right. some THC. Uh, cannabis-induced anxiety disorder. Yeah. Like panic attacks, mm -hmm. anxiety, predominant in clinical picture. Mm -hmm. Very predominant. So that one's an obvious one. If you find yourself in that place, uh, that's probably the most abundant. Yeah. Panic attacks or anxiety. Uh, and then la uh, another one is cannabis-induced sleep disorder. Yeah. And this could be a, you know, a severe disturbance in sleep. Not that, you know, I get up in the morning, you know, or you know, three in the morning to go to the bathroom. This is, yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't get a full night's sleep ever. I can't get to sleep. I can't stay asleep. Uh, I, my, I, it's showing up. I'm aging faster, mm -hmm. right? My health is being altered by it. So that would be severe disturbance in your sleep. Right. You, uh, I now I've never of which only one experienced yeah. that. Okay. Um, so I, I don't. I, I've always used it for sleep. Yeah. 
But I've always also used edibles as opposed to yeah. smoking. So, And we reviewed one study <coughs> in which it was disclosed to us that, or this review disclosed, that they found that those who are using THC for sleep were not getting to a stage for REM. That's where dreams happen. They weren't getting to that. And apparently that was an important, an important stage uh, for you to get in nightly for good health. Oh, really? Psychological yeah, health, I, whatever, but it was good. I just always figured I don't remember my dreams. I'm having them, but I don't remember them. <laughs> they but so I'm never getting not. to that stage. Right. I feel right. well, very well rested, by the and way. And I really didn't know there was multiple REM states mm -hmm. or stages. But so they, 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 and they felt, yeah, when I read that paper, that document, they felt pretty conclusive. And even what I personally experienced removing myself off of THC, so... I could get my sleep back on track. I had some horrendous nightmares. Oh, really? Right. Because I think it all just kind of came back and my brain wasn't used to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, man. Yeah. Scary clowns, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> let, yes, let it be known again. Ed does not use THC for sleep any longer. Uh, I still do. But again, I never got up high in the milligrams. I don't need that much. Right. Not, still not afraid of THC. But just will right. not use it for that right. disorder. Mm -hmm. um, and, and not use it in the way I was using it, which was, you know, high THC to knock me out. Yeah. Really, that's what was happening. Right. Uh, let's keep going. We also have uh, one that we've talked about before, and that was, and we talked earlier in the show, cannabinoid hyperemesive syndrome. Yeah. Okay, the symptoms of this, this occurs most commonly in the morning with anorexia, nausea, abdominal discomfort, and gastric pain. Mm -hmm. Now, We've talked about this CHS before, and it's always been about vomiting. Well, in the early stage of it, these are the symptoms one would feel. Oh, you get some cramping. Right. Nausea. Gashing, nausea, pain, nausea and some pains. Huh. Vomiting shows up in phase two. Okay. All right. So in second phase, you got nausea, vomiting, flushing, and and diffuse abdominal pain lasting for like 24 to 48 hours. Then there's commonly weight loss and then the hot water showers. That seems like the most torturous part. Right. And I mean, uh, when we read up on this, hey, listen, if you ever find yourself in this space that where you are constantly vomiting and the only thing that will stop it is a severely hot shower, and you have to stay in it. You'll stay in it. If it stays hot for two hours, you'll stay in it for two hours. Yeah, because as soon as you get back, as you get right. out, it you start again. And what they determined was their receptors in your skin were affected by this disorder that THC created. And it's an, a complete overconsumption. Right. And so the the the. the the reason the hot shower working is it was deregulating those sensors in the skin that were upregulating that signaling for the vomiting. Mm, wow. I know. 
so oh, crazy. It, uh, it's terrible, guys. Terrible. Yeah. And, and, you then, d and again. And now uh, you got to go through cannabis withdrawal syndrome yeah. uh, to be able to fix the problem, adding insult to injury. Yeah. Yeah, it can be, uh, it can be quite challenging. This is not everybody's deal. No. They, they suggest that it's not everyone will uh, have withdrawal symptoms, by the way. Mm -hmm. so, but everybody is capable of having cannabis use disorder, though. Yes. Okay. Everybody is capable of arriving at cannabis use disorder. All right. Uh, and, and they suggest there's not a real whole lot of suggestion on how much will create it because of the physiology of everybody is uniquely different. They, yeah. they, I read that so many times, so nobody was able to go, yeah, if you smoke it once a day, you're going to get CUD. No. No. Right. I, I, I and heard, you don't have a disorder if, right. you know. Yeah. You have to look for those symptoms. Yeah. Those 11 that we wrote, right, wrote about, that's the only right. team. Right. I think that's company. with really any substance. And this is when, one of the things that we were, you know, every, not we, people are concerned with yeah. is w when tea or cannabis or marijuana, whatever you want to call it, was then recreational. Oh, my gosh, everybody's going to go out and go nuts. Right. Um, some people do, some people don't. Right. So, I mean, it just depends on the individual. Agreed, agreed. This is, um, okay, but this, this is just, just so you guys know, if you become, mild, uh, become a moderate or severe, when you heard us talk about those, uh, those 11 yeah, those are 11 symptoms yeah. uh, or, or um, classifications or criteria. If you, have, if you have four or more of them, right. react. It's just time to, th yeah, make, right. a, make yeah. a change. Do some, yeah, do some, do some studying online. Yeah. Probably is a really good place to start. Yeah. You can Google, <laughs> why do I want to quit? Smoky marijuana, what, how? I mean, and it'll just pop up. There's video, I found videos, right. I found articles, I even found a little capsule. Now, I did, you're going to run into National Institute of Drug Abuse mm -hmm. first. That's N-I-D-A. You'll run into them first. Now, I, I didn't see anybody online. So when I suggest you go online and grab some knowledge, I didn't see anybody in there trying to like, rag out their products, you know, moving their, you know, kind of misleading you. Hey, go buy our gummies and it'll help you. I didn't see any of that going on, so I think that's okay. Yeah. But I did see a few agencies out there just really trashing cannabis. Yes. Just beating it up. Your treatment centers You're still, are going to... This is a gateway to, drug. This is... <laughs> right. Yeah. Which, right. again, we do not believe. Um, like we said, when recreational came out, just be smart. That's yeah. all. Just... Yeah. Be aware that it can, uh, it can be abused. Yeah. Like anything can be abused. Oh vitamins, right. all of it. Yes. Uh, it's, yeah. So anyway, uh, so that's the only thing I want to share with you. When you do go online, you are going to find some agencies, uh, like the National Institute of Drug Abuse has some really good data, but they also have a lot of scare tactics there that are still old school. Yeah. All right. Clinical has already said a lot of that. Uh, has changed that view, right, right? But I could tell they have not. No, because that that's how they get you to come uh, to them. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So again, so some symptoms now. Let's talk about 
So we talked about some symptoms. Hey, this is, if I have it, these are the things we shared the, the things you should look out for. Mm-hmm. And then once you do, here are the things that could happen to you now if you have cannabis use disorder. Now, one of the most obvious things to do is to quit using THC. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, sure, it's obvious, but really? Now, let's talk about the using THC. Right. It's a level thing. It's not a complete abstinence thing. Because when we did, when we dug in, and Kimberly and I already know this, that the combination of cannabinoids can be extremely effective in helping you with this, i.e. also includes THC because it's a cannabinoid. Yes. But it's all about volume. Right. It's all about the volume. You know, the volume that is medicinal has no psychoactive effect whatsoever. Right. I don't care if you've never used it ever in your entire life. There is not enough. If you're using this medicinally outside of a dispensary, probably a better way to look at that, there's not enough THC to do that. Right. Yeah. You know, if you're at a dispensary, you're not going to find any low THC products. So for those of you who want to go through the process of removing THC, you want to remove it from that dispensary level. Mm-hmm. Move off of that level and move to, you know, hemp-based THC because it, by law, has to be below 0.3%. Right. And you can't get high on 0.3%, period. Yeah. All right? So that's a, a little bit of guide. And remember, if you do go to the remove, uh, the, the removing cannabis, uh, removing THC, then be prepared. You may be a candidate for the cannabis withdrawal syndrome. We did read one paper that suggested that you had a 50-50 chance. Yeah. And they there was no discussion on what was the makeup of the person that was going to land in the one side or the other. None at all. I couldn't find it anywhere. I, I landed on that withdrawal syndrome, and I'm like, what? What made me land there? Well, you're o- really your only symptom that you had when you were withdrawing was uh, insomnia for a few nights, right? You you could not sleep because you had um, stopped. That was my big one. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That and that was, did last how many? <clears throat> um, it, well, it lasted me almost a month because uh, I was unaware. And so when it first hit me, I'm like, wow. And I went for five days and with no sleep and went, I can't do this anymore. Where is that THC at? <laughs> right. And then I, a week later, I went, okay, let's try it again. And then let's try it again. It took me three tries. Yeah. And I had to fight through. And then finally on the third try, I also did more studying and understood how CBD uh, played a role in it. Yeah. And so high doses of CBD and persistence got me through it a lot easier on the third one. Well, I think, anyway. and again, that's, you know, with any withdrawal of s- stuff, you need to be able to have a little assistance, I think. Yeah. I don't believe in the cold turkey method. <clears throat> well, yeah, but because THC is stored in the body, right. uh, cold turkey is usually the only thing that really works. Right. Um, yeah, anyway, well, let's, well, so if you do note that there's evidence that suggests, as you had pointed out earlier, withdrawal. Uh, symptoms usually begin within 24 hours. 
they peak by day three and can last up to two weeks. Right. Increased use or more recent use can increase all of those time frames. Okay, so your 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 uh, your level of intake. Well, your fir- your first uh, symptoms may show up a lot sooner than twenty four hours. Your peak may be at day three, but also may be all the way through day six. Yeah. Right, and then you may have to do this for three or four weeks instead of just two. Right. Okay. So they call that chronic users. You know, people. Okay. All right. When it's sharing again, irritability, nervousness, anxiety, sleep difficulty, uh, decreased appetite or weight loss, and depressed mood, along with some of those physical mm-hmm. signs. So what we'll do is we're going to move into some solutions. Yeah, I think, well, one of the things I like about the withdrawal, I, I hate to say I like about the withdrawal so, symptoms, but is it they all seem to be psychological. Right. It, there's no f- true physical withdrawal symptoms. There are a few there, yeah. I mean, what? Um, abdominal pain, uh, shakiness, tremors, sweating, fever, chills, headache. Really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Did I don't you? think it's super common, though. Okay, I was going to say. This is more of a psychoactive It's more of a effect on the body. Yeah. Correct. I want it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So okay. Here, let's do this. Let's take a break. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, we're going to start working on some, disol- some of the solutions we found. Yep. All right. So we will be right back. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the com. That's info at the com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, hey, welcome back, listeners. CBD Ed Show. And we are CUD today. C-U-D. Cud. <laughs> Cannabis use disorder. Sounds much better. Yes. Cud's more fun, though. Yeah, cud. Got a little, I got, got a little I got cud, cud going on today. Oh, you could. Not going to show up for work. Sorry. I'm cutting. <laughs> All right. All right. We don't want to make fun of this. No, no, no. It's serious. When you're in it, it is serious. All right. So we talked about one of the, the solutions being... Uh, withdrawing from with withdrawing from THC for a while. Mm-hmm. All right, and that leads to some other issues, like we already discussed: irritability, nervousness, anxiety, sleep difficulty, decreased appetite, weight loss, depressed mode. One of the, and could be some of these physical abdominal pain, shakiness, tremor, sweating, fever, chills, or headaches. Mm-hmm. All right, so if you are in that state, and by the way, you also could be dealing with. Psychotic disorders like delusion, hallucination, panic attacks, anxiety, uh, severe sleep disturbances, and even cannabinoid hyperemesive syndrome, which is the vomiting and and a need to get into hot showers. Well, I mean, if okay. you if you're moved to that area, then you definitely need to do some major change. change. If you moved into that area, yeah, I can tell you this: most physicians have been educated on how to identify these symptoms as being related to cannabis. Yeah. So you will find the help you need. You will ju- all you certainly only need to do one thing is to act. But trust me when you get there and you're in front of your medical practitioner, you need to then disclose. Yes. You need to be fully open. They have been well informed on this now and they have really been challenged to be open and educate themselves even further on this because they've been misdiagnosing it a lot. Well, right? yeah, who knew, right? Yeah, that knew? this was a, Well, was it's not a, like everybody's going to show up and go, dude, I just smoked a <laughs> right. whatever bag. Bowl, man, bag, blunt. <laughs> no, they're going, I don't know why my thing hurts. I have no idea. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So once you are there, let's talk about some solutions. Uh, of overcoming this cannabis withdrawal syndrome. <clears throat> National Institute on Drug Abuse, again. Clinical trials of various treatments uh, for CUD have increased, focusing primarily on psychotherapy treatments, specifically motivational enhancement therapy, like cognitive behavioral therapy and contingency management. Their findings suggest a combination of these three modalities produces the best abstinence outcomes, although abstinence rates remain modest and decline after treatment. Well, because everybody wants the quick fix. And yes, this is the National Institute of Drug Abuse. They do have a lot of data, but I would imagine they would want to go here before going to any other type of uh, cannabinoid treatment. Right. So I'll just kind of list these off real quick, these three. So cognitive behavioral therapy, a form of psychotherapy that teaches people strategies 
to identify and correct problematic behaviors in order to enhance self-control, stop drug, stop drug use, and address a range of problems that often occur with it. Uh, yeah, so you can use this as a common method for most withdrawal uh, uh, chemical addictions. Mm -hmm. Then there's contingency management. This is a therapeutic management approach based on frequent monitoring of the target behavior and the provision or removal of tangible, possible rewards when the target behavior occurs. Uh, and then there's motivational enhancement therapy, a systematic form of intervention designed to produce rapid, internally motivated change. The therapy does not attempt to treat the person, but rather mobilize his or her own internal resources for change and engagement in treatment. All right, so that's where they're at. They also openly uh, shared that there is no current pharmacological treatment that has any, that has emerged that show any clear uh, effectiveness. Okay. So I got a smile on my face. Right. I know that. I already knew that. Yeah. They're talking, they're talking, they all of them. I even read one study where Epidiolex showed a increase in cannabis use. Yeah. THC use. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but anyway, I, who knows? I, I don't have, we don't, there's not enough data out there to be so, certain. So, uh, like a methadone, that's not? To date, there's nothing out there that is clearly effective. Yeah. I, well, I've even heard that methadone is a is addictive, so that's probably not a great yeah. solution for anything anyway. <laughs> now, we are the CBD Ed Show, so of course we have to ask the question, can CBD help with cannabis use disorder or cannabis withdrawal syndrome? Well, let me share what some of the studies had to say about that. One recent study showed that a daily oral dose of 400 to 800 milligrams of cannabidiol that's it. All that they just said cannabidiol was safe and effective treatment for reducing cannabis use in people with cannabis use disorder, assessed by both biological and self-reported measures. Four four hundred. Four hundred to eight hundred milligram. Wow. Daily. Just the just CBD. CBD isolate. I'm, I'm assuming this is isolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when they say uh, those levels, I, I have to assume it's just that. Okay. Okay. Now, remember, it could also be uh, just low THC full spectrum, too, because it does, it does go down here to further state that all cannabinoids had, or, or, or I'll, I'll read it. Uh, numerous clinical trials evaluating the effects of CBD, mm -hmm. mostly in combination with THC, which is would be considered uh, a full spectrum. for you listeners a full spectrum product uh -huh. on withdrawal symptoms, cravings, and cannabis use are showing promise. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, <clears throat> boy, uh, I've been leading my customers into a, mm -hmm. a full spectrum. Yeah, because I just figured they needed all the help they could get to. This might be a lot like people are using these terms. Uh, uh, cannabinoid or, or cannabidiol uh -huh. uh, as a reference to a CBD product. Gotcha. Much like they use cannabis when they're referring to THC products. Right. Also incorrect. Yeah. 
Uh, but I'm still going to I'm going to read them as they come out because that would not be fair for me to to interpret them. Mm-hmm. Well, as I'm reading them, and uh, let's see. Right now, here's another one: cannabidiol as an intervention for addictive behaviors. A systematic review of evidence. They said CBD is an exogenous cannabinoid that acts on several neurotransmission systems involved in addiction. Animal studies have shown that possible effects of CBD on opioid and psychostimulant addictions, while human studies presented some preliminary evidence of a beneficial impact of CBD on cannabis and tobacco dependence. CBD had several therapeutic properties on its own that could indirectly be useful in treatment of addiction disorders such as its protective effects on stress, vulnerability, and neural toxicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had another recent study out of the United Kingdom uh, evaluated the safety and effectiveness of cannabidiol for treating cannabis use disorder. CBD had been shown to reduce drug cravings and preclinical studies suggesting it may have benefit in treating substance use disorder. Now, their model was uh, they used three different daily doses. They used doses of 200, 400, and 800. Obviously, depending on if you're mild, moderate, or... Likely, yeah. they had a whole write-up of each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we, you and I, Kimberly, know that uh, when you are trying to find your dose, you normally will start off low yeah. and keep adding until you find that it is effective. Now, some who have never used uh, a product like CBD probably isn't aware. You can do that fairly quickly. In other words, <clears throat> if in the morning you did 200 milligram dose and you didn't find that helpful at three o'clock you could do another one mm-hmm. and move it up or the next day you can up your dose right so world health organization everybody has already openly stated that high doses the human body tolerates this and, and there's no safety concerns right right yeah i I'm, not of thc yeah not of high doses of, of marijuana no we're only talking about hemp, legal hemp products from a legal hemp dis- distribution point, mm-hmm. right? Somebody has to comply with regulations. Right, yeah. 0.3% of THC really is your only big problem. I, and pesticides, you know, making sure that the manufacturing was done, you know, without something that's going to hurt you. Right. Okay, all right. <laughs> you were getting ready to say something, though, I could tell. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I just think, yes, I, I believe that if you're going to go cold turkey, um, then move over to a full spectrum. Oh, my goodness, all day. Yes. Yeah. And I say uh, at least the first week, Hi. do three doses a day. I think easily. that is great advice for everybody. I, f- I, I always suggest 100 milligrams. I think that is great advice. Just do Just it. start there. Start there three times a day, and if you need to, you need to add another dose in there. Think, think about what uh, the recent study suggested, uh, that symptoms usually occur within the first 24 hours, peak in three days, 
last up to two weeks. And when I hear peak in three days, I'm going to battle this thing the first week, and then I'm on that downhill slope or the um, uphill slope. Yeah. I, I'm coming out of this thing. Yeah. Right? So I like your suggestion. Hit it hard in the beginning. Yeah. But because... no, you don't have to do this for a long period. Right. I mean, I do. I treat my customers that come in and want to get not rid of marijuana, <laughs> but want to, you know, take get a back under control. Um, yeah. And my people that want to quit smoking, yeah. you know, again, you hit it hard, do it consistently. Don't let go of it for at least a week or two, and then you can reduce your intake. Right. Well, we have another... Um study reviews and concluding remarks from it. Now, that this was called the role of cannabidiol and therapeutic intervention for substance use disorder. Uh, hear that title because if you have a, another substance abuse disorder, mm -hmm. this paper was great. Yeah. Now, we have a download, we have a copy of it, the entire study, uh, 60, 70 pages or so. Uh, most places you have to buy it. Uh, now, if you're good at searching, you might find uh, a PDF out there that's downloadable mm -hmm. uh, that somebody had already purchased and put on their website or something, but uh, or reach out to us. Other than that, you might have to pay, you know, 40 or 50 bucks for it. Anyway, keep that, this title in line, Role of Cannabidiol and the Therapeutic Intervention for Substance Abuse, uh, Substance Use Disorders. Uh, why? Because it is had a section for all of those substance use disorders. Yeah, they went Opioids, through. Opioids, yeah. cigarettes, alcohol, you name it, it was in there. And they took each one of those and dissected it from a clinical perspective. Right. Uh, very, very, very helpful. Yeah, we use it review. a lot to, again, help people who come in with some disorder that they're trying to work on. So, well, I'm just going to give you their concluding remarks when they were on the section of, of uh, substance use disorder. The present review shows the current state of the art about the potential interest of CBD as a new pharmacological avenue for SUD, yeah. substance use disorder. According to the findings from preclinical and clinical studies, CBD alone or in combination improved treatment strategies and drug addiction and may configure a potential therapeutic option for improving the dishabituation process of addicted patients. That was pretty darn clinical. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, well, I mean, we... you use it um i don't uh, i don't want to say we have substance abuse disorders or use disorders but we're in dry january now ed does not use cbd uh to uh help his uh, dry january but kimberly does <laughs> i will oh use a little cbd uh seltzer water that i have found and i'm love. sorry she's not losing using a little bit she is chugging that stuff <laughs> 
I only have one a night. And it's got 25 milligrams. But it helps me yeah, it not have that glass of wine that uh, we're used, we yeah. got used to having uh, every night. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's getting me through dry January. So I, I say yay to CBD. But. Yeah. And there's even a really good section on alcohol yeah. uh, use disorder uh, and how cannabinoids are playing a role in that. Well, you know, because that little bit of CBD gives me, not only do I get my fizzy drink or my drink that I, you know, because I drink drink water every day, all day long. So I want to come home and have something other than water. Mm. And then it also calms me a little bit, gives you that little CBD anamide production. Euphoria feeling. And and then I'm done. And then the night's over and it's nine o'clock and it's time to go to bed. She doesn't go to bed at nine o'clock. Anyway, she probably turns on all her shows at nine (laughs) o'clock. Okay, uh, let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, Another review cited that there is great interest in the promising profile of CBD for management of SUD by a significant number of clinical studies published and or currently underway. Numerous clinical trials evaluating the effects of CBD, mostly in combination with THC, on withdrawal symptoms, cravings, and cannabis use disorder are showing promise. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, do we want to substitute one thing for another? But CBD is definitely safe if you're going through a withdrawal situation. I I don't like the way you said that. (laughs) You are not trading one for the other. Remember, so... Clinical has already right. conclusively said no issues to the body with cannabinoids. Yeah. The only one that has a problem is THC at the high volume that creates psychoactive uh, responses. Right. That, that's it. So you're not trading one problem for the other. Right. There is no other problem. So if you use THC to solve your cannabis withdrawal syndrome, now you're having a problem. Right. That's what that that's what I picked up on was your oh. CBD plus THC. Oh, they're talking. Oh, they're yes. talking about the full spectrum full CBD spectrum. products. Right. That's all God. Very yeah. low. Nothing you're gonna feel. Hey, don't get me all riled up. Over I know. Wow. <laughs> I can't say the wrong thing. Um, so one of the things that I did find out there, you told me to find some. Is there anything out there right. that could help with this w- besides CBD? Yep. Um, I didn't find any, I found one capsule that it was actually at the top of the search engine. So, uh-huh. and it's, uh, it's got ashwanga in it. So we know that that's also okay. a little <clears throat> happy GABA F. Enhancer, yep. Yep. 5-HTP and okay. St. John's wort. Uh, so those okay. in combination can also keep you calm help you get through those withdrawal symptoms. And I think you can get both of those at any of these um, Walgreens, CVS, stuff like that, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't check where you could get this capsule, and I'm not even going to give you the name of it. You can Google. Right. Um, but it 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 was not a CBD product. Everything else was a CBD product to help right. you get over THC. Um, and then, of course, then there's all of your little treatment centers, and there's all there's there's many ways you can do it. Some say tapering down is easy, but also difficult because yeah. you it's easy to get off that 
right, that train and go back to where you were. Um, a week off uh, and let things cool down and maybe your brain will reconnect with itself, I guess is what you want to say. Cause right, because only 50% of the people will experience the withdrawal syndrome. Yeah. You may not be one of those. Right. right. But your brain still thinks it needs it right. and it needs to be numb and it needs all that stuff. I liked one that was a taper down effect, but yeah. uh, I think most people that get into this CUD area are smoking. Okay. And because everything's so high and concentrate and yeah. all, it, everything is so high, um, it's easy to get into that pattern. Because you get the biggest delivery through your respiratory system and yeah. it's the quickest delivery as well. Yeah. They suggested with the taper down that you switch over to an edible. Stop smoking and move over to like an edible okay. so that you can really watch your milligrams and know yeah. what you're doing. Okay. So interesting, interesting way to do that. Yes. And then move and then we of course we always say move over to C B D and and hopefully that'll right. help you out. Now also. if this is if you're if you're new to C B D but you are a cannabis user, you already know these. But what if you're using CBD for another use disorder, like alcohol or something else? I always want to remind you again, some places CBD is hard to get a hold of. Mm -hmm. So maybe they, get, they, they want to go online so they don't have to face anybody. Just make sure to remember that there's been so many reports of people making claims or not having valid test results results uh, for their CBD products online. So be mindful, follow, uh, follow good skills when looking for your CBD product. Make sure you find a test result related to that very specific product. Yeah, I mean, I always say take the time and go to a CBD store. But if you don't have a CBD store right, could be in your area, right. also definitely just try and... It, uh, listen, if you get on a website and they're just trying to sell you, oh my God, there's only five left, you got 10 minutes, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Maybe move off that or, site. Or That's the, not... another common one is the free. Yeah. Yeah, here's a free product. Um, right. And then you end up putting your credit card in for the free stuff, and, and then you can't find them because they've changed their name. Right. And months later, you're still getting it. Right. this. Okay. So there are some uh, tips there, too. All right. So I uh, hope you found a lot of value in today's show. Uh, again, we never covered it at this kind of extent. Uh, now, next, uh, next week... We're going to have a show on CBD for migraines. Yeah. We have had lots of experience here. Uh, we've reviewed lots of clinical. And dang, it's a thing. It is a thing. It is definitely it really is. a thing. So uh, I, I think anybody who's suffering from CBD mig uh, from migraines will find next week's show uh, helpful, interesting, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. always interesting. Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us today. We want to thank you for supporting. Uh, and if you need anything, we always want to invite you to reach out to us. Yes. That's an open invitation. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's going to be a wrap for today's episode. This is Ed. And this is Kim. Saying goodbye for now. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. 
please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon. 